Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from two separate passages. One is Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, and the other is Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Both of these passages are going to be about our focus and about worry and concern and getting our priorities right. So you're going to see that theme in both of these passages. And we're going to look at Matthew 6 to begin with. Now this is part of the Sermon on the Mount. We're right in the heart of the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew's Gospel. If you remember the Beatitudes fall in chapter 5. Now we get to some general teaching about the kingdom and what behavior in the kingdom should be like and what our attitudes should be. Listen to what the Lord says. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valued than they are? And which of you being by and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour to his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. How true is that? So as we go back and we look at the argument of Jesus, there is a question that people ask, Christians ask, and this is a good question. If I place my hope in heaven and I put all my stock there, Who will take care of my earthly needs? That's a great question that many believers ask. If I put all of my hope and all of my time in heavenly and spiritual concerns, how will I eat? How will I have clothes to wear? Now, we know in other places in the New Testament that we're expected to work. So Jesus is not saying here that you just sit around and read your Bible all day and don't try to provide for your own. That's not the point. The point, if you look at it, is the heart What are we really concerned about? You know, you can work a job and you can pour yourself into that job and you can put all your worry, hopes, and concerns in your own ability to provide for your needs. Or you can work for a job and have a winsome, thankful attitude and still put God's kingdom first. So the point is, where is your heart? Where are your priorities? And what's interesting, this word worry... I was told as a kid growing up, never worry. Worry is a bad thing. And and I get what they were trying to say, but if you go and look at the original language, it kind of blows that argument up. Merimneo is the Greek word here for worry or concern. It's actually used in a positive way in the New Testament in a lot of places like 1 Corinthians 7.32. So the sin would be over-concern or uber-concern or hyper-concern about the wrong kinds of things. That's really what the sin would be. If my concern is about things that really don't matter or things that distract me from God's kingdom, then that's when it becomes a problem. Remember in Philippians 4, 6, 
Paul says this, and he uses this same Greek word actually, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So the antidote to anxiety, the antidote to worry or over-concern or hyper-concern would be to take things to God in prayer and petition and do so with thanksgiving. That's easier said than done, but it's a good reminder of what we are to do. The argument here that Jesus uses in this passage is called lesser to greater. Uh, The rabbis used it a lot of times, so they would take something like animals or plants and compare them to human life to make a bigger argument. So there's three reasons we're not to worry in this passage. Number one, uh, the animals. Look at the animals, how God provides food for them. Number two, clothing. Look at the lilies of the field. I mean, when they I mean, think of flowers when they bloom in the spring and how beautiful they are. Here in Dothan, I think of the azaleas and how beautiful those azaleas look. And God arranged them in, in, in beautiful garments, so to speak. And so he's going to take care of us too. And the third thing is pagans do that kind of stuff. That's not what we do. We believe in the Father's provision. So he tells us the key is to seek God's kingdom first. So hold on to that thought. Seeking God's kingdom first, what is that going to look like? So let's turn to our other passage, Luke 10, 38 through 42, and you'll see how these fit together really nice. Now, we're talking about Mary and Martha Martha in our sermon Sunday on uh, Luke chapter 11, the the raising of Lazarus. So we're doing a little background information on this family. This is a family, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. They lived in Bethany, and they were good friends of Jesus. We know that Jesus would stay there in Bethany. It was really close to Jerusalem. So when Jesus is going to Jerusalem, that's where he would stay. We know that on Jesus' last week of his life, it's Bethany is where he's staying with them, the week of his crucifixion. So you can imagine how traumatic that would have been for his friends, what he was about to go through and the horror of it all. But let's go and let's look at Luke 10. And this is going to be just a short segment, verses 38 through 42. This story is unique to Luke. It's not found in the other Gospels. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his teaching. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, but one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion, which will not be taken away from her. Now, I hope I didn't misspeak a minute ago. The sermon will actually be John 11. I hope I didn't say Luke 11. But John 11 will be the sermon Sunday. But this passage, Mary and Martha, and you can see this from two perspectives, can't you? Martha, who is working very hard to prepare a meal for the Lord. She's doing a good thing. She's cooking for him. And then Mary, who's not helping out. And you can hear the sibling sibling rivalry. Martha's thinking, you know, I'm doing all the work here. Mary's sitting over there. Lord, make her help. And the question makes you think that Martha knows the obvious answer is Mary should be helping. And she expects the Lord to jump in on her side. So it's a bit shocking how the Lord responds. And he says her name twice. So this is an emphatic, Martha, Martha. This is very personal, very loving, very kind. And this correction he's going to give her. And he tells her, look, you're anxious about a lot of stuff. Your sister has chosen the most important thing. Now, I don't think Jesus is saying that serving others is a bad thing. I mean, he said he came to, to serve and not be served. 
That's not the point. The point is the priority. At this moment in time, Mary has chosen the right priority. To sit at the master's feet and let the world stop for a minute and be discipled and be taught. There's a time to be taught and there's a time to have fellowship. And then there's a time for service and we need to discern those times. This is the time for Mary to sit and listen and learn and value this time with Jesus. I think a lot could be said to us in the hustle and bustle of our lives. We're concerned and worried about a lot of things. We're distracted by our phones. We're distracted by television. We're distracted by all kinds of stuff. And there's no learning and discipleship going on in our lives at all. We don't have time to listen to a podcast sometimes on the Bible. We struggle to find the time and to make the proper priorities. So the sin here, if we could call it a sin, or maybe the the misplaced priorities by Martha is she's anxious about the wrong kinds of things, just like what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. Seek the kingdom first. There's your overriding principle. Here's another interesting point to, to note, that in the first century, women did not sit at the feet of a rabbi. This was radically different. And we're seeing that in the kingdom, women will be full-fledged learners and disciples just like men. So Jesus is destroying a gender barrier. And what we need to remember sometimes that in the Old Testament, women did things. And in Second Temple Judaism, the time between the end of the exile and the coming of Jesus, there were some traditions established that set parameters on women that the Old Testament really didn't. And when we get into the New Covenant, we see Jesus has women that are followers. So this would be a radical departure from rabbinical, pharisaical Judaism. Women did not do this in the first century. So it's a big deal. So I don't know if that's going on in Martha's mind too. Like, Mary, what are you doing? This is not for you. That's for the man folk. We should be serving Jesus. You should be over helping me out. The sibling rivalry, you can just see it coming through. That's why I love scripture because you just see real people that act like we do and think like we do. Human nature's not changed much in 2,000 years. And she's wanting her sister to help. But here's the point for us today. Seek God's kingdom first. It's about priorities. It's not about anxiety about things of this world and the cares and the worries and the things we can't control. But we're to put our mind on the kingdom. And we do feel anxiety and we do feel like things are going off the rails. What Paul would tell us is that moment is to pray and petition God and to be thankful for his good blessings. Jesus would say, hey, don't be anxious Hey, there's a lot of examples. Look around you. God provides for animals. God adorns the flowers in the spring, how beautiful they are. He's going to take care of you. And pagans do that kind of stuff. We Christians, that's not our behavior patterns. Well, I hope you have a great day. I hope we all can seek God's kingdom first and make that our priority. God bless.